From Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes. We break down the big political news affecting Wisconsin. I'm Chuck Pernbach, filling in for Mayan Silver, speaking with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Well, hi, J.R. Uh, welcome to the early voting edition of Capital Notes. Oh, thanks for having me. Okay, so early voting, uh, formerly known as in-person absentee voting, uh, what is it again and any big changes this year? Essentially, uh, clerks are allowed to offer it in a window that goes between Tuesday and November 6th. You go down to a designated uh, spot to cast your ballot early in person using the absentee ballots. Uh, no real big changes this year to that process. Again, that's the window they can offer it. Clerks don't have to offer it that long, however. I've seen various candidate events to promote early voting. Um, I'm seeing maybe more Democrat events than Republican. Uh, am I right about that? And if so, why? Democrats, generally speaking, are more likely to vote absentee than Republicans, who tend to turn up more in person. Uh, we saw this phenomenon, especially in 2020, with the surge of absentee ballots during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, what I'm kind of watching for this cycle is, are we going to vote as much absentee as we have before? Or are we going back to kind of quote-unquote normal? Looking at the absentee ballot requests so far, uh, they're way down from 2020, which is not a surprise, right? Because a presidential election has more interest, more turnout than a, a gubernatorial one or a Senate race in a midterm election. But I'm going to be curious to see just how the absentee voting goes this time or if we're going back more to more voting in person like we used to. Certainly a lot of candidate events uh, to try to promote early voting anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, for Democrats, they're trying to get people out and get their votes turned in. They kind of try to keep track of who's cast ballots. They know who to target them. I mean, both parties have very sophisticated turnout operations where they kind of know your voting history and they can kind of know if you're a target for them. And they track whether you've, you've cast your ballot. Uh, so they want to know that you're, you're in and they can cross you off their list and move on to the other people that are trying to make sure that they vote. Well, also on the voting front, uh, here's a WISP politics headline. You, you know WISP politics. Yes, I do. Uh, judge rejects GOP request to bar Milwaukee officials from participating in privately funded GOTV effort. Uh, what has happened in that case, and is it important? Well, this is the Milwaukee Votes 2022 effort, which is a privately funded effort by groups to basically people turn out and vote. And the city, um, you know, kind of got a little bit of hot water because Mayor Johnson had said that the city was going to put a widget on its website promoting it talked about how they were going to, you know, really, really kind of be involved and, and support this thing. And Republicans threw up some uh, red flags saying, wait a second, you know, is this kosher? Are you guys crossing the line about trying to encourage voting, you know, to the benefit of one side or the other? And basically they filed a lawsuit, the state GOP did, arguing that there had been a line crossed by the city, that they were involved in partisan uh, activities. And in the ruling on Friday, the judge said, no, there's no evidence here of you know, anything partisan going on, they're encouraging people to vote, which is, you know, their right, essentially. Mayor Johnson has a First Amendment right to go out there and promote people to vote, and there's no indication that there is a, a partisan intent behind this. Why this is important is because Republicans are still on high alert over what happened in 2020 with the grants that went to cities from a group largely funded by Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, they call them Zuckerbucks. They are really not happy about what happened in 2020. They believe that that skewed things. It ginned up turnout in heavily Democratic cities. You know, there's some debate about that. But nonetheless, for Republicans, this is kind of a, they're on heightened alert about the idea of city officials helping to gin up turnout because let's face it, Milwaukee is a pretty Democratic city. 
the higher turnout is in Milwaukee, the better it probably benefits Democrats. Well, maybe on a related topic, or sort of loosely related topic, in the Senate race, incumbent Senator Ron Johnson uh, appears to be gearing up for a possible recount. Uh, what's happening there? Uh, a couple of things going on. One, Ron Johnson, in his finance, latest finance reports, it showed that he has paid money to the uh, law office of Jim Troopas, who is an attorney, a longtime attorney in Wisconsin, who has long been involved in election issues, including the 2020 lawsuit that Donald Trump filed seeking to overturn Wisconsin's election results. Uh, looking at that finance report, it is marked you know, for recount, so it shows that Johnson is gearing up for this. Now, Democrats were quick to point out Troopas' role in things like the effort to submit fake electors from Wisconsin during the whole January 6, 2021 thing to raise concerns about this. Johnson's response has been, hey, you know, we're gearing up for any possibility. Wisconsin has a history of close elections, which we do. Uh, go back and look. Uh, 2018, it was a narrow win for Tony Evers over Scott Walker. Uh, go back and look at the 20, well, basically every presidential election I've covered, except the ones involving Barack Obama, have been within, you know, 25,000 votes. Uh, so it's, you know, we have a history of tight elections, and so they're gearing up for that possibility. I would think if the Democrats are smart, they're also got someone warming up in the bullpen as far as recount monitoring? I'm sure they're keeping an eye on things, yes. Meanwhile, on the campaign front, Johnson's opponent, Democratic challenger and Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes, has a bus tour coming up. Uh, bus tour is effective these days? Uh, they're a way to reach people. They're a way to get into smaller media markets. I mean, look, there's a lot of stuff on TV right now. There's a ton of paid media going on, both through TV ads, digital ads, I mean, you know, I, I play Euchre on my phone and I'm getting digital ads in between hands. You know, I mean, it's just the way it is right now. They're trying to reach voters any way that they can. And this is one more way to reach voters. You know, you're getting into some smaller markets where maybe they're not seeing as much in earned media. So you get a, a local story, possibly a radio, TV, uh, newspaper, cover your event. It's just one more way to get before voters and remind them what your message is and have you be the one delivering your message, not a TV ad from the other side delivering your message or trying to put down your message, I should say. Okay, well, we'll see how that bus tour goes. Uh, meanwhile, in the governor's race, one thing that's happening is Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin is coming to Waukesha for Tim Michaels, the Republican candidate. Uh, your thoughts about that event? Yeah, we're going to see a number of surrogates in the closing days. You know, Youngkin is coming. I'm sure he's going to deliver an education-based message like he did in Virginia when he won last year. Bernie Sanders is going to come, though we're not sure if he's going to campaign with anybody. That's going to be something to watch who appears on stage with him. Elizabeth Warren is coming. You know, Barack Obama is coming. I mean, this is the a way to get uh, extra attention because, you know, as reporters, we cover lots and lots of things. It's a busy season right now, right? There are a number of campaign stops the campaigns are doing that we can't get to all of them. You get a little extra attention when you bring in a, a surrogate. There's no reason to turn out rather than hearing the same stump speech you've heard 30 times at this point. So that's part of it. It just draws more attention to your campaign. Speaking of former President Obama, he's even cut some TV ads in the Democrat races. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, look, uh, Democrats in Wisconsin have struggled to turn out Milwaukee in the numbers they want in midterm elections for a long time. The best turnouts I've seen in Milwaukee in the last couple of decades have been when Barack Obama has been on the ballot. You know, he is a, a, he's a powerful figure in Milwaukee. I mean, just obvious reasons, right? First black elected president. You're talking a large black population in Milwaukee. Democrats want to turn those voters out and give them the reason to turn out. Uh, Mandela Barnes is trying to make a pitch to those voters as well, a 
you know, just like any voter around the state. But Obama's a very powerful surrogate when you go to talk to black voters about why they should turn out to vote and what's at stake this fall. Next, uh, WIS Politics is a co-sponsor of a Milwaukee event Wednesday. Looking at the Latino vote, uh, tell us about especially GOP efforts to win over more Latino voters and any uh, Democratic uh, response to that. Well, part of the pitch that Republicans are trying to make to Hispanic voters is that, you know, they are, as a block, um, you know, I'm generalizing here, which I hate to do sometimes, but that's what we do in the media, right? But generally speaking, they voted more heavily toward for Democrats. Republicans feel like there is a opening to appeal to more Hispanic voters over things like social issues, arguing that they're not as liberal socially as what some in the base of the Democratic Party are. There's an, a chance there to kind of change the numbers, change the dynamic. Uh, there's also been an interesting pitch to Hispanic voters on immigration. That's an interesting issue, how it's been cutting with Hispanic voters. It's just an effort to try to change numbers because we are a rapidly uh, diversifying nation. Uh, those numbers are changing all the time. And if you can't appeal to those voters, at some point you're going to be in real, real trouble. And Republicans realize that and are trying to find pitches at work, much like Democrats trying to hold on to those those numbers that they have and not let them slip away. Finally, a question about money. NPR has a post in the last day or two, and I'm sure many other media do as well. The financial numbers, especially in the Senate race here, are just staggering, aren't they? Oh, um, Mandela Barnes raised $20 million between July 21st and September 30th. I've never seen a federal candidate in Wisconsin raise that kind of money in that period. I think three times more than what Timmy Baldwin did in 2018, four or five times more than what Johnson did in 2016. It is just unbelievable. And the amount of money being spent on the air in Wisconsin is amazing. We're talking a $200 million plus Senate race just through paid media when it's all said and done. And the reason is simple. There are about four or five seats in the country that could determine control of the U.S. Senate. That is a huge deal in terms of the direction we're going to go the next two years for policy. Uh, there's a lot at stake and people are pouring a ton of money in to the key races to try and sway voters one way or another. We'll try to follow things in the next two weeks. Thanks, JR. Oh, anytime. That was J.R. Ross of wispolitics.com speaking with me, WUWM's Chuck Quirmbach. Listen for our segments every Monday and check out the Capital Notes podcast wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>